podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi there and welcome to this Cyberox Sunday session. My name's Scott Patterson and you're taking time out. On this Sunday, Sunday the 23rd of July at just after 8 o'clock, we thank you for your time. As always, before I get into welcoming the guests for tonight along, um, a little promotion for our social media accounts. We're available, of course, on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We are live across, not Instagram, of course, but we're certainly live across here on our YouTube channel, Instagram, sorry, not Instagram, Facebook and Twitter tonight. Um, if you are looking at our YouTube channel, please like, comment and subscribe to the channel hit the notifications on so each time we do go live with a broadcast, you get a notification and you can check us out and see what we're up to. Um, lots to discuss tonight, not least uh, the news that is broken um, as the afternoon has went on um, about Danilo, which we'll come to. And um, Before I do that, I'd like to introduce our two guests tonight and joining us from Texas in the US of A, it's Craig Hart. Hi, Craig, how are you? Well, Scott, thanks for having me on. It's been a wee while. Looking forward yes, it to has it. been a little while. Um, and joining us, is, I think the last time you were on, Craig, I think it was the boss that was on with you. Hi, Tommy. Yeah, what a pairing. What a pairing is, is what needs to be said. So, yeah, fresh two in a row for me as well, having been on yesterday uh, at the, the live post-match uh, podcast as well. So, hi to you both. Hi to everybody watching. Can I just ask, Tommy, be, before we go on to the, um, the, the show tonight, are you warmer tonight than you were yesterday? I've got my thermals on. I'm not going to tell you what type of thermals or where they're, where they're on. And um, I've got my, my Dyson fan and I've got the, the heater slash air conditioner above me as well. So, and I've got a wee blanket, a wee tartan blanket across my lap as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty pretty good. I might be able to make it through the pod without going for a wee nap. The positioning of the camera is a godsend, I should add. Um, let's go on with it then. So, tonight, I think, listen, there is lots to talk about, loads to come from the, or loads that came from, rather, from the game yesterday. Yefeko, uh, Bailey Wright's performing. Ridvan at left back was really good. Kieran Dowell was excellent throughout. Um, who else? We you know, I felt that the front three, as we've seen them, were exciting. I think we'll get to their performance as the night goes on. Um, but first, Tommy, I want to come to you first. It's became apparent this afternoon that the the deal for Danilo from Feyenoord, the Brazilian chap, seems to be pushed on that little bit further. Seen various things on social media tonight. And north of five million, just shy of, of seven million euros, lots of money per week by all accounts. And he's the marquee signing for Scottish football this year, I would add. Yeah, it definitely is. And he's he's one that the, the club of Michael Beale in particular have been after for, for a while. Really positive about him, really, really want to get him in the door. I think as Michael Beale spoke about in his press conference yesterday, uh, post match, there are other, well, we are other clubs in for him. It wasn't a completely done deal. It does seem to have iterated forward. My understanding is the player wants to come to Rangers. And so it's just about getting the right deal. Let's call it £6 million, let's say somewhere north of 30000 a week. It's a cracking signing if we can get him in the door. There's, I don't think there's any doubts about the quality of him. Uh, yeah. It's just about getting it over the line now, get him in a, getting him in the door, getting him with the scarf held up and all that kind of good cliche stuff, right? Um and, and then seeing him play. But he's definitely one that the club have pushed and pushed and pushed for. Bided their time, been in a bit of a battle with others. And it looks as though they might just have got it over the line now. Craig, we spoke 
Kieran and I um, spoke in the podcast last week and we discussed that I think that the support were at one point largely just gearing up for getting one of Dessers or Danilo. And I think when Dessers came in the door, I think everyone thought, well, the Brazilian boys obviously went part for whatever reason. It seems that we are going to be left left with we are going to be left with both. Um, and this for me, this transfer window that Michael Beale um has had so far and points to one of the most exciting in recent times. It's been a really, really good sort of pre-season for him, hasn't it? It has. Um, it's an overhaul, isn't it? So, yeah. um, you know, it's a big a big turnover, the longest we've seen, uh, the biggest we've seen in a long time. Um, yeah, I'm surprised we're going after Danilo as, as well as Dessos. Um, but I think with Cholak going out the door, um, you know, I, I think before Cholak went, um, you'd have to say that, you're looking to offload before you bring new players in. I think all the early business was done in the transfer window and it was done early and it was good. And now it's on to, the, okay, who can we move on before we bring someone in type of uh, activity. So uh, not looking forward to seeing him uh, holding the scarf up in the air. Good one for the, for the jerseys in it. I mean, I think what numbers are left, you know, just having Danilo on the back of Rangers shirt, that's going to sell pretty well, is it not? Yeah. So, yeah, um, all positives, and uh, hopefully we'll see him sooner rather than later. You know, I think squad numbers are a really fair point. I, I When you bring in a striker, I don't care what anyone says, you often always believe he's going to be your number nine. Dessers has came in, of course, taking number nine. Um, is 10 taken for next season? I'm trying to think if that jumps out. It's obviously... Um, <laughs> Obviously, Dowell took Morelos' number. Lammers took Kent's yeah. number. Tommy, you're going to tell me something I can tell. Well, no, I was just going to say only number I care about is how many he bangs in. Absolutely. Uh, to, to be really honest. Uh, I, I, I'm not entirely sure if 10 is taken or not, right, to, to your point. But if he wanted to get number nine, he should have signed sooner. Yeah. So there's a lesson for having his agent. Right, when Rangers chap your door, get signed really quickly, you might get the number you're after. But I. Uh, 56, yeah, okay, Dan, that's, that's a fair, that's a very fair <laughs> show. You, you beat me to the punch there as well. Um, I'm just going to mute myself now. Darren beat me to the punch. Damn you, Darren. <laughs> Listen, if, he's, if his name was Bobby Smith, who cares what number he's got, but his name's Danilo, right? It's, got, it's important. This stuff matters. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. There's something very exciting about bringing in um, a Brazilian. And you know, I'm aware we've had Brazilians in before. We, we spoke about this last week. We had Kribari in there and and Emerson was in there as well, of course. This guy um, strikes me as being the real deal. Exciting um, exciting age, exciting pedigree, um, an exciting signing full stop. And um, I think it's something that as tomorrow passes, I fully expect us to hear a little bit more about that as, as time passes. Two, two seconds. I just happened to spot in the in the comments there, I think someone's in calling themselves a Celtic fan. And they'll say, yeah. talk, of, talk of Danilo taking the 10. Really, is yeah. that is that somewhere you want to go on this particular point? I don't, I don't think it is. So I, I wish, um, I wish the Celtic fan, deluded as they are, being in this particular chat, all the very best. They get to watch Danilo as well, which is a, you know, good for Scottish football to be able to watch the type of player that Rangers can bring in. It's good to know he's got something to do on his Sunday night as well, oh. which I think is uh, Rangers is for everyone, anyone. So come on, <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. Listen. Danilo is coming. I think we're, it's something we're all um, really, really excited about. Um, I think there will be at least one more. Sifuentes obviously hasn't went away. Um, the, the boss spoke about him 
um, in a bit of depth with an interview to, to Sky Sports last week. That also sounds like quite an exciting deal to come. So I think this week will be um, this week will be a week when I think we see more people coming in. If, if two more come in, you have to wonder, Tommy, who is going to go out where I sit in, in the ground. Um, the director's box was full of players that weren't involved yesterday, which I it just it made the it made it so obvious how much how big the squad is. Goldson was in there, injured, I get that. Davis was in there, injured, I get that. Um, Scott Wright was in there, potentially going to Turkey. Um, Ryan Jack was in there. Adam Devine was in there. Kieran Wright, the other goalkeeper, was in there. Leon King was in there. That's not including all the guys that were on the bench for a pre-season friendly, which I think was maybe 10, 11. Um, the squad at this stage of pre-season, Tommy, is absolutely huge, isn't it? People are going to have to go in the other direction eventually. It's a given. And Michael Beale's spoken about that. The squad's too big. As it is right now, without Cifuentes and Danilo coming in the door uh, and a defender, maybe, but we'll get to that later on in the pod, I, I suspect, as well. I mean, you're looking at some of those players you've mentioned there, you're looking at the likes of maybe a Haji, a Barisic. You can take your pick across the squad of who you would be happy to lose or not. Uh, ultimately, a lot of that rests on who we can move on. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, people of Matondo, for example, um, as well. So it really looks, you know, we absolutely need to move players out the door. That's a given. It then becomes a, can you move them out at the right price? Or are you willing to take a bit of a hit? All of that's driven by somebody actually chatting your door and saying they're willing to take them. And for some players, there might be a VQ. For others, there might be a lot of selling um, chat having to come from, from Rangers to get them over the line. Yeah, absolutely. It, it just it really struck me about how how big the squad is, um, and it, the one thing that got me was that how well we're playing Craig almost not necessarily how well we're playing. That sounds like, it sounds like we've blown teams away. We've not been, but there's a real um, there seems to be a connectivity among the new guys that have arrived. That is, there's a gelling there that I think is something we should be excited about for the next season. Yeah, I think they've still got a wee bit to go. But, um, you know, the early signs are good. Um, you know, you can see glimpses uh, in yesterday's game of what each player brings. Um, you know, it's early, early days. It's still early in pre-season. But unfortunately, we need to hit the ground running because, uh, as we'll come on to later, obviously we've got Champions League qualifiers to worry about. And that is financially our bread and butter. So, yes, I like the early signs that I'm seeing, but um, I think maybe, and we'll, I don't know if we'll come on to, to more, uh, yesterday's game, but, you know, we'll still to maybe find our style a wee bit um, and certainly get the players acclimated to each other a wee bit more. But I think what you can see immediately with Lammers, uh, Dowell, these guys, is that it's quite settled already. And that's that's a really positive sign. And, that you know, that kudos to the culture that Beale's created and, um, you know, the type of players he has in the dressing room to welcome them in. So, um, yeah, no, I like what I've seen so far. I still think it's pretty early days. Yeah, absolutely. Tommy, um, yesterday was the the middle of the three pre-season friendlies at Ibrox. Of course, we brought across our, our friends from, from Hamburg. One thing I do want to say before we get into the, the game was that I felt that the the obvious relationship between the Rangers fans and the Hamburg fans, which I think everyone knew about before we went to the game. It was really good to see yesterday. I felt the atmosphere at the game um, 
was was really really good. I, I think when you go to pre-season friendlies, you get one up to other. They can either be pretty dross, or, or the atmosphere can be quite good. I thought the atmosphere was good yesterday, but the game, I don't think Tommy was a great deal to to write home about, was it? It wasn't. We were we were panicking ever so slightly um, before the the after match pod or the reaction pods because it wasn't a huge amount. Um, it's, again, preseason games are are what they are, which is just making sure nobody gets injured, getting the yeah. fitness levels up, trying different things when it comes to personnel, tactical flexibility, and you know, spoke about that after the match as well. Yeah, in terms of it's always nice as well for opposition fans, particularly European fans, although the Newcastle fans were exactly the same. Yeah. Coming up here, encountering a club and a fan base that are really positive and happy to engage with other people um, when there's no kind of partisanship involved. Um, and so they went away with glowing reports, as did the Newcastle fans, as I hope and suspect the Olympiacos fans yeah. will as well. Um, they also spoke about the facilities that we had. Um, so, yeah, it was, it's great to do that. We also saw the videos from Edison House. It was a, a party atmosphere. The game was a wee bit niggly, actually. I think Hamburg got a little bit frustrated that they couldn't do anything against us. They, yeah. they were trying, but, I mean, they had a couple of decent moves in the first half. Scored a cracker of a free kick at the, at the death, right? But, by and large, I think Rangers contained them without going all the way through the gears or you know, breaking a, a lot of sweat. And that was translated into a few wee niggly fouls. Uh, Haji was involved in a couple of that, Ridvan as well, Cantwell. There was just a, a wee bit of a, a growing tenseness from Hamburg. But yeah, overall, nobody got injured. People got a run out. Some players got maybe scouts to be able to watch them as well and see what their fitness levels are. Yeah. It, it ties up everything, working towards Olympiacos, working towards the CL uh, qualifiers. So yeah, all good so far. Craig, one of the, the guys in, in the group, Gavin, um, suggested when the team lineups were, were, were announced, of course, Rangers went with Butland, uh, Tav, Balogun, Davies, and Ridvan, uh, midfield of Raskin, Dowell, and Hadji, which I thought was a really, really exciting midfield, I have to say. Um, and a front three, and that's what we're going to go to next front three of Sima, Matondo, and Sakala. So, no number nines in there, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but Gavin did refer to them having wheels. Um, I hope referring to the, the the pace that he obviously knew that they had. Um, the, the game itself, I didn't think, went that great for them. I know Sakala scored, but I felt that we probably need to see a bit more for these guys if they're going to be not first picks for this season, but maybe serious contenders for starting Jersey, more so if we're bringing Danilo Pereira in this season. Yeah, um, where do I start? I mean, I, the, the, the pace up front was, you know, that's relentless pace. When you look at yeah. Matondo, Sakala and Sima, um, there was no real focal point. We were used to talking about this. Alfredo Morelos, uh, you know, kind of put us in this culture of having a focal point, the way we play. I think that's how Bill wants to play. Um, but again, Dessos came on for the last, what, 20 minutes, half an hour, I can't remember. Um uh, and and we're still trying to sign uh, Danilo. So I thought individually, again, you could see glimpses of what each player could offer. Fashion was arguably, um, you know, our biggest threat. I know it's easy to say that he scored, but, you know, he was involved in a lot and he looked the most dangerous. Uh, but we're not going to learn anything about fashion over a season. We know what he's going to bring. Um, with Seema, you can see his pace, big, tall lad. Um, 
quick over the first few yards, can beat a defender on your ball. So I'd see him more of an out wide role. Uh, Matondo, pff, hope there were scouts at the game. <laughs> um, <laughs> the 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 midfield, I like that blend. Um, you know, Raskin, uh, just industrious, uh, Dill even more so, and really physical. And you know, Hadji with the creativeness. Thought Hadji missed a really good chance in the first half. Could have had a goal. Great first touch, poor finish. Um, so it was a nice blend. It'll be interesting to see, you know, how that peters out as we go into the real, uh, the real uh, business end of the season. So, um, forgot what your original question was, but that's kind of my summary of the front line. Um, <laughs> uh, the defence, I don't know. Uh, Davies, I'm still not too convinced about. Um, I might have bought a ticket to the on board the. John Lee Ufeco train, you'll have to ask me when we come to it. But um, yeah. the game was, you know, we set up two different teams essentially in each half. So it shows you the size of the squad and, and it shows the, the experimentation that Beale's still uh, you know, trying to conduct at this point in time, early days. But um, all positive, if you ask me. Yeah, no, 100%. I think we'll, we're seeing a couple of comments coming in um, in the chat referring Tommy to. Sakala, who of course scored, scored the, the the goal that got us off and running. Um, the Hamburg centre half gets involved in a bit of guddle after being chased down by Dowell and, and Sakala sort of I don't want to say places it by the goalkeeper, but he's in the right place at the right time and manages to 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 get it by the keeper. Anyone that watches the pod is probably aware by now where I stand on Sakala, but there are certainly comments that are coming out, flashed some in from from Aldo and Cubby, I think, that, that says that. Um, it would be ridiculous. I think one of them suggested that they're ridiculous to to move them on. I, I'm just on that. Um, I'm probably on that technical. I'd hate referring to trains, but I'm on the technical train. Is that I don't think technically is as good as what we need moving forward. Toby, how did you think he done yesterday? First of all, what is it we do a lot in trains? Bafflingly odd. First it was Kyle yesterday. Now it's Craig and you. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm, I'm just echoing what Kyle but, said. Just, just. I, I know exactly what you were doing, right? But this, this has to stop, right? All this train nonsense, right? It's just. Right, anyway, getting back on track. There you go. There's my, there's my attempt at train pun, right? Sure. Everybody, can have well, that, right? It's so free good. of charge at this point in time. Listen, Sakala is one of those conundrums personified, if you like, right? Which is, I'm not a massive fan of him, but. There's a guy who's in the right place. He muscles in well there and he, he scores the goal. He wins the penalty. He creates chaos up front. He gets decent numbers coming off the bench. He's let it relatively low rent in and around the squad. You don't hear bad stories uh, necessarily about him. Trains hard. Good personality. If somebody came with a decent offer, I'd, pr- I'd probably want to sell him. But he's maybe not one that I'd stick on the we need to get rid of this guy. Yeah, yeah, right now, because he's going to do a job for you in domestic games, maybe maybe in European games, I'm not entirely convinced, but certainly in domestic games for you because his numbers are reasonable. So there's definitely other ones that I would look to get rid of out of the squad first um, before I would start to say, right, Sakala, you know, pack, pack your bags. Uh, unless, like I said, there was a decent offer coming in. He, he does a job. He is a squad player. He's, the frustration maybe that everybody feels is, he doesn't seem, he's, he's at a fair age, right? He's not going to develop into a totally different player. You're always going to get that level of inconsistency. And that 
breeds um, frustration. You know, he might stick it in the top corner. He, he might hit several of the stewards. Uh, you know, it might land in my back garden. Uh, yeah. All of the above in the space of three minutes, essentially. You know what I mean? But again, I don't want to duplicate overly. He's low rent. He's low cost. Gets decent numbers. Sits in the squad. You know, you're moving out the likes of Scott Wright and all that. Maybe he keeps the Cavalier unless there's some decent check posted through you. Well, Scott appears to have been frozen because he's no doubt watching a train pass by or something like that. I mean, I'm, I'll I'll quickly grab the the mic again, and I suppose my question back to you and maybe the listeners as well is, what do you think Sakala's worth, and or who's who's better than him numbers wise right now? Would you keep Scott Wright instead of Sakala? There's a question that I put to you both and the listeners as well. Wow. See, that, I think that's a quite a good one because the one thing I think that there's always an argument, I think, Craig, for keeping Scott Wright because of the European quota. And I, I appreciate that's probably no reason to keep a player. However, um, in Scott Wright's case, it's something that he's always going to have against Fashion Scala is that he's, he's a Scotsman and when it comes to that quota of homegrown and trained players... Um, He's someone that you could could have in there. Um, I don't know where do you stand, and I don't want this to turn. It's really important that this doesn't turn into a um, right. a Sakala bashing session. I don't. I don't want that to. I don't want to get to that stage. Um, he scored yesterday. Got us off and running. Indeed, I just think that um, come the Kilmarnock game, um, I think we need to be quite sure that we've got enough to start the game and to win the game without. Almost needing fashion to call as harsh as that makes sense. I think it's a long season. Um, if you want to make the direct comparison, which I think is irrelevant anyway, it looks like Wright's gone, right? But um, I, I would say that Sakala has an end product and Wright doesn't. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, and my old man <laughs> lovingly referred to Sakala's playing style as animal out the Muppets. And <laughs> He just is just a loose cannon, and uh, but he shows flashes of quality, um, and then he shows large spells of inconsistency. So, great squad player that can come on and get numbers. We can, we've seen that, and I said earlier, I don't think we're going to learn anything new about Fashion Sakala, but like what Tommy alluded to, I, I wouldn't be aiming to get him offload him off the books. Uh, I think there's players ahead of that, ahead of him, ahead of him in that list. So uh, I'm fine with keeping him as a squad player, but we need more quality in the starting 11. I, I don't want to see him starting against Kilmarnock, as you said. So yeah, we'll see what happens. No, I think you're right, Craig. You referred to um, Matondo as well, who I, I didn't think had a... He didn't have a great game again yesterday. I think, brutally honest, we, since since West Ham last preseason. um He's just not looked at it, and I, I just, I just don't think he's going to do it for the season. He, I think, would be one of the guys at the top of the list who you would look to move on. But the obvious argument, Craig, is that someone has to come in with an offer to to take him away. That's it, and and that's a problem that we need to address. You know, yeah. uh, Ross Wilson pulled off a couple of magnificent uh, sales um, to kind of get the ball rolling, but the ball stopped rolling already. 
Um, we need to get value for our players. You know, Rangers is a hard club to come and succeed at. It doesn't make you a bad player if you're not successful with Rangers. It really takes all the stars to align for it to work out here. The demands are so high and uh, the weight of the jersey is, uh, is massive. So uh, Scott Wright's a good player. You know, must be the best player in training, that type of player. Really quick, uh, shows glimpses of what he can do, just no end product. Um, but maybe he can go on and have a great career somewhere else. And I think there's value. I think half a million quid's a steal for a player of his caliber. So we need to do a better job at valuating our players and getting value in return. Um, just because it didn't work out at Rangers doesn't mean you don't have value and can go and be a success elsewhere. I think Tommy, a, one guy who sorry, is really sorry, Scott, sorry, but I just think there's a just maybe an, an additional wrap up to that as well, which is it, it isn't a nice place to be able to say, right, these are players that we can afford to lose now because we brought in a substantially higher level of quality in the likes of you know Dessers, Lammers, you know, even if we go back to last season, you know, Cantwell, uh, Raskin, etc. The squad is on the uptick in terms of quality getting pulled in, and that's before you add in Cisquentes and, and Danilo and maybe any others. It not only is it good to be talking about those players in terms of they can go, but also that we've got players that are ready made to drop into the eleven. Okay. And I think that's maybe something we shouldn't walk past. The level of quality that's been brought in in a fairly short order uh, this postseason is impressive. It bodes well, and we, we look forward to, to watching them and seeing this team grow. We shouldn't walk past, however, that it's a long season and some squad players will be needed, even so for some of the lower games or whatever. So when we say, you know, let's lose a Matondo, let's lose a Wright, let's lose a Sakala, okay. But remember, you know, it's a long season. Injuries can happen. Suspensions can happen. Dips in form can happen. And that's when guys like you know, Sakala, et cetera, who get a reasonably decent domestic record, can step in. So, yeah, whilst we want to see some of them go out the door, you need to play some of that longer game as well. You don't want to, yes, we need to trim the squad. You don't want to cut it to the bone because we've seen what that's like when you get a few injuries at the back, for example. We've suffered from that centre, centre-halves. So, yeah, it's a, it's, a bit of a, uh, it's a bit of a balancing. And, again, nobody's, I don't think many teams are battering down the door to get some of these players. So they may stick around longer than some people want. Uh, Gary, I think that's Patton or Peyton. I apologise, Gary. Um, he's watching us on Facebook tonight. How good is Raskin doing? The wee man seems to be getting better as the game goes on. Tommy, I thought, again, um, we got 45 minutes or so um, against Newcastle from him and he came on and he just he just done everything from a, from a midfielder perspective as far as I was concerned. Really impressed with him again yesterday. Um, I felt he showed... Um, small elements of frustration with some of the players around him and maybe the, the level of awareness that, that, that he was at. But yesterday, I thought it was really, really, really good, wasn't it? It, it was. I think it's Patton. Same spelling as, I... as George S. Patton, the, the American general. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. Um, I'm sure we'll get corrected if that's incorrect, Gary. But it looks like Patton to me. Yeah, and I've said this before about, uh, about Nico Raskin that's I like the way that he's able to read the game. Yeah. And he's his ability in tight spots and his ability to bust forward with the ball as well. 
is going to be absolutely fundamentally key to us in that middle of the park. It was nice to see Dowell in alongside them, really compatible pairing. Um, interesting to see what happens. You know, we started yesterday with Hadji out on the right, and that kind of four, uh, sorry, four three three as we were lining up uh, at one stage. I'm not entirely sure. I said this that Hadji worked. Would you see a Lundstrom out there, a Jack, or whatever? How does that three start to pin and move? What do you do with Cantwell? Obviously, came in as well. So. There's a bit of a mixture there. Again, that's a good thing. We know that midfield has been a, a problem for us and we've been overrun against some teams last season, etc. Um, so we've definitely done something there. With specific reference to, to Nico Raskin, I think he's a fabulous, fabulous player who will just get better and better and better and will do well to continue to hold on to um, if he ever performs for us and and you know for Belgium as well. But yeah, his, his reading of the game can't be overstated. He steps into the space really early. And like I said, he's not just a take one touch and play it simply, although he can. He's quite happy to take it in a tight spot, go past somebody before you know what you've travelled 30 yards up the park and you're starting to you're starting to build attacks. If we're getting that from our midfielders, that is a step change from where we've been, which has been fairly plodding in the midfield. And that starts to unlock people like Lammers, Dessels, Danilo, you know, can't well all these types of people up top. That's going to be the exciting part at the top of the pitch. Craig, I think Aldo McNaught absolutely smashes it. His focus is like a street sweeper, which I really, really, I really, really like that description of him. And um, that sort of tenacity, the the harrying of the ball all the time. I mean, we're talking about two pre-season friendlies, and everyone largely believes that that these pre-season friendlies are for players to get up to a. Uh, a standard of fitness, all you never want to say they go through the motions, but he, he plays so competitively regardless of what the what the contest is. And I, I think that's something that I think the Rangers fans instantly get and, and cling on to. He's, he's he's a really important player for us and will be this season. Yeah, he stuck out again. I think you know his involvement in the the, the summer for the Belgian of the twenty ones has helped him maintain his fitness level. So I think First and foremost, he stands out from the rest. It almost looks like he doesn't even need a preseason. You know, he's already fired. Uh, but I just like how mobile he is. Uh, him and Dill are very mobile, as opposed to you know, a, a, the, old, the old guard of Lundstrom and Jack and Kamara sitting. Um, that three that he started with. I know Hadji's maybe got a wee bit much sharpness to, to come, but uh, I, I like the thinking of of that blend. Um, and I like how mobile and, and Raskin just epitomizes it, and you, you just feel so confident as a fan base watching the team when Raskin's in there uh, versus when he's not. Um, he just he had his quality. Um, so yeah, he's been a standout for me. I think he's uh, I think he's our best player at the moment. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I agree with you, Scott. I don't think uh, we'll do well to hold on to him. Should he perform like that on the bigger stages, hopefully in the Champions League? And uh, but like I alluded to earlier, if someone wants him, pay pay up. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I think he's a star in the making, and uh, will definitely not be his uh, last stop. He'll he'll move on to, to an even higher level. I think um, that's how good he is. Marky Twenty One Cop, love it. Um, has got involved in the, in the chat. There was a moment in the first half and it led to Kieran Dowell having a really good chance uh, and indeed the Hamburg goalkeeper pulling off a really excellent save where Raskin took the ball, 
and opened himself up and took four Hamburg players right out of the game and played half down the line. And Marky refers to his um, intelligence as, as a midfielder. Tommy, we, I think we we often crave, and it's, we referred to Barry Ferguson previously as being so intelligent, etc., on the football pitch. Um, and we we need a player to play in that role, and which allows everyone else ahead of him to to almost do as they please. But if you've got a, a back four and a really intelligent um, chap there ahead of the back four, um, things should be okay for you. I think Raskin, I just think he's going to be so important for us this year. Yeah, I don't think anything in there is controversial. I think everybody's got the same playbook here, which is Nico Raskin will be incredibly important to Rangers this season and for as long as we you know, can hold on to him. And that caveat shouldn't be a negative, right? Part of the player trading model is get players in who are you know, able to develop, increase their price, and then we, we sell them on and, you know, we reinvest that within the squad, but that's thinking way, way ahead. Right now, he's got a job to do, which is to continue to progress, continue to perform for Rangers, and, and you know help drive the team to do something this season. But all the indicators are he is a fantastic, fantastic player. I, I really like watching him. Uh, and again, I'm not going to duplicate what I just said a moment ago, but his ability to read the game cannot be overstated. His ability to bust past, to you know, call it breaking the lines if you want, stepping through. His, his passing is actually pretty good as well. It's not just about running with the ball, but he's comfortable across all of that. Doesn't shirk a challenge, is able to, you know, get involved with that type of stuff as well. That's going to, it's added drive to an area where we did not have drive before, right? With the best will in the world to your Lundstroms, to your Kamaras, your Jacks, etc. They will not bust and beyond. Um, maybe give, maybe give the likes of Arfield a wee bit of a, um, a knock there as well in terms of they, they were able to get beyond right, but maybe not naturally at centre mids. But in terms of where we are now, you could look at a Dowell, you could look at a Raskin. Not only are they able to take players out, read the game, stop attacks, they can bust beyond and then they're willing to have the odd, the odd shot. I think, I'm not really willing to put money on it, but I reckon Dowell might get more than Raskin. I don't think he's a, a natural goal scorer, but yeah. that's neither here nor there. If you are stepping beyond four players, three players, two players, whatever, particularly in these tighter games domestically where we're up against these banks and you've got people who are not just going to slowly move the ball without taking a risk, who can actually unlock with movement and taking the ball with them. We've been crying out for that. We're seeing it in front of us. It just needs to get carried on. And I absolutely reckon it will. He is absolutely central and we just hope that he stays fit and is able to see the season through. Uh, Rangers took the lead just before half time. Um, it was um, it was it was Clancy that was there yesterday, wasn't it? Kevin Clancy was, yeah. yeah. Um, unsurprisingly, of course, gave us a penalty um, at Ibrox, which we were delighted about. And um, James Tavernier, in his eighth year at Rangers, um, put us two and a half up. Eight years he's been around, which surprised me. It feels like less than that, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, he put us two and a half up. Um, Second half was one of the classic second halves, Tommy. You know what I mean? Loads of substitutions, loads of freshening up. Um, in the end, Sam Lammers got man of the match and he played the second 45. Technically, looks excellent. Um, and depending on how Michael Beal will line up in each competition, I think next year, all things being well, we'll be competing for. Um, Lammers is going to be really important as to how... Um, how we look to play, whether we're playing with one man behind a nine, whether that's Danilo, 
although it won't be nine. Um, but I think he can also play narrow as one of these inside forwards. He looks an exciting prospect for this season. It, it does, uh, and I'm with you in terms of his technical ability. Back to goal, defender on, on him. He's quite good at taking it in, moving it on, and that'll get better and better as well. Michael Beale spoke in the press conference downstairs after the game um, about we finished with Lammers playing behind Dessers. That's that's what he wanted to see. So it was a bit of a change of personnel, but also a change in style of play, which is something that's really important for pre-season, but also really important for how we are going to perform this season, that we've got tactical flexibility. We can try different things in-game, and it comes off. Interesting to see what Danilo might look like when he comes in there as well. But yeah, he wanted to see that Dessers Lammers partnership and it, yeah, relatively worked. It's obviously growing, right? It's really, really, really early days. But Lammers certainly looks like a guy who isn't afraid to, you know, come deep, can hold it up, can move it on. I think I referenced this in the pods yesterday as well, that there was a moment, it was late on, 87, 86 minute, whatever, right? And he was in the middle of the park, let's say, right? A little bit closer to uh, Hamburg's goal, but takes the ball and defender on his back, brings it in, moves it out wide, continues the run, gets into the box, takes the ball again, gets a shot away. I think it just trickles by the far post or whatever, right? But he's got a bit of pace, yeah. can get the run in there, and is willing to, as I said, move it off, having come deep, and then do the legwork to get into the box. Yeah. All of those things are exactly what you're looking at from an attitude perspective as well. You know, he's not just happy popping it off in the middle of the park. I'm sitting deep. I'm not going to get in there. What we'll probably see is our you know, opposition box getting overloaded with our players come this season, which again is something that Michael Beale had spoken about last season. And we all knew as fans, we weren't getting enough players into the box. We weren't you know, stacking it up. We weren't getting on the end of things. We weren't making it difficult for teams. I think you'll see a lot, lot of a different potential now when you've got the likes of Lammers, you've got Cantwell, you've got Dowell, Maybe you've got Raskin, you've got whoever's playing out wide, you've got Dessers, you've got Danilo, whatever, Sifuentes. They can all get into the box, they can all score goals. And and again, you know, uh, the manager was talking about there was four, three, four, five players in his mind who should be looking at double figures yeah. this season. I would expect he's looking at the midfielders as well and saying, right, I'm really looking forward to you chipping in. And Lammers, absolutely, he's already spoken, he's here to score goals. He's not just there to sit deep and pop it off. Craig, second half, um, as far as chances are concerned for Rangers, Seema misses probably a chance that he should do better with. Yeah. Uh, Cantwell hits the, the bar with a header from about 18 yards. It's probably the only thing he's not been able to do since he came up, to be perfectly fair, he scored for a header for there. Um, and Dessers really forces a really good save out the hamburger, uh, Hamburg goalkeeper um, on, on the rebound. Um, Highlight the second half, I have to say, was the, the free kick that the Hamburg guy scored at the end. An absolute wonderful effort um, to make it 2-1. It finished 2-1. Um, it was some free kick. What effort it was? Uh, uh, Dombey, I think his name was. Yeah. And he was having a cracking game as well. Uh, yeah, that, that, that half, um, he was a real standout. He gave uh, Tavernier a hard time. And then as soon as Tavernier came off for, uh, uh, was it Lawrence? I think Lundstrom dropped into right back and he had the better him right back that's for sure but what a hit um, some free kick um, just sweet great goal um, I no, I thought um, I, that was the standout couple of chances for us in the second half with Seema's one at the back post and then um, 
was it Lammers that laid it down? Was it a decent, decent layup? Um, and uh, and then the one that hit the bar and Dessos kind of read that pretty well. It was a good effort, good save, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, didn't really see too much of Dessos, really. Very, very small glimpses of him, but looks like a good stature of a striker. Like all the physicality, uh, physical attributes of all the new signings. I think that's something that I was crying out for in one of the last pods I did. Uh, was you know, a bit more physical presence in the team. Uh, so that was really positive. Um, I think Hamburg were quite physical in general. You can tell they're ready to start their season. Um, they, they, they certainly put themselves about, and so we, we matched them quite well. I thought we competed really well physically, which was nice to see. Um, but yeah, all in all, um, it's, it very much had the feel of a pre-season game, let's be, let's be honest. Um, a lot of changes, so you learn small things about individual players. Um, I, I, I wouldn't take the game to a context. Um, you know, it was a good run out. Um, the result's really irrelevant, isn't it? But um, yeah, positives. I thought we created a lot of chances. Maybe should have scored one or two more. But um, yeah, all positives at this point in time. Um, eyes are firmly on the transfer window. Yeah. Tommy, the, I think the last two games have given us a glimpse of two young guys at Rangers who we've known about as being there, but perhaps not known just how good they are and if they can handle that cauldron of playing at Ibrox, if you want, John Lee, Yufeku and Bailey Rice. Um, I think Michael Beale maybe picked up a few years yesterday when he indicated that as far as Yufeku is concerned, he's really given him some food for thought as far as whether he really needs to bring in uh, an additional centre-half at this stage. We've heard of Panzo and, and Trusty linked in the past four, five, six weeks. Um, Yuveko's really put himself into that position, as far as I'm concerned. Played the full second half yesterday. Defensive, left-sided. I'm going to say that I pretty much understand the question, even though Scott's yep. uh, determined to make it difficult for me by cutting it into pieces, uh, which is which is really nice of him. But, yeah, and... You know, Michael Beale spoke about this. He's, we knew that we were looking at a defender, an odd defender on top of Sterling, who's already come in. Yufeko, yeah, he's done he's done well enough. You know, um, you get mixed reports actually last season from the B team and people who were who were plugged into to that. But it's all about taking chances. He's certainly got the physique, and I thought he looked okay second half yesterday. Yeah. It is a friendly. You can't really tell anything until you see a player in a competitive environment. And if Michael Beale is now saying he's seeing him in training, he's seeing him in the, the friendly environment, he's seen him round about the first team squad, he's given me something to think about rather than spending money. Well, it's, it's a big pat in the back for John Leverco, but you know, if that's the manager's call, that's the manager's call. Um, I, I personally think that there'll be, I think we will actually end up going for somebody else. Uh, I think Leverco will be round about the first team squad. It might just be a tad early. Would I be overly worried if it was, you know, him instead of anybody else coming in? Yeah, that's fine for me. I mean, I'm, I'm interested in terms of the listeners again and, and Craig yourself. It's always, always try to balance this, especially with young guys. I think you yeah. think it was, what, 19, 20 or whatever. You don't want to put too much pressure on them. But Michael Wheels quoted them as well. They are, but the, the boy's still got a lot to learn and he's, 
you know, we maybe shouldn't just think he's the second coming or anything like that just yet and ready for a run of first team football. I feel like Kyle was alluding to the second coming, wasn't he? Uh, he didn't want to admit it, but I could see it written all over his face yesterday in that gantry. Um, since our host has uh, departed, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. But um, I would like to see another defender, Tommy, if I'm being honest. Uh, I'm not entirely convinced about uh, Ben Davies. Not sure uh, the temperature of the fans on that one. Um, he's, he's neither here nor there. There's nothing really to get excited about. Sometimes he looks very composed and reads the game very well. Sometimes he gets maybe caught out in situations where he shouldn't get caught out. I think if we can move him on, and I'm not sure Bueller is looking to move him on, he might be, but if we could move him on, that gives us you know, the funds to be able to bring someone in uh, replace. But I think we're looking at a left-sided defender, right? Um, would be ideal because you've got Sterling um, still unsure if he's a centre-half or a right-back. Um, uh, we're looking forward to seeing him when, when he returns. But, um, yeah, I would, I, I'll be honest. I, I would rather see us go in, back in the transfer market for a, for a solid left-sided defender, established one as well, not a young up-and-comer, an established central defender that can come in into the starting eleven. But I thought Yufeko played very well. Physically, he's there, isn't he? He's big, big lad. Um, looked very composed, very comfortable. Looks like he read the game really well. Uh, wasn't really physically tested, though, was he? So I didn't see a lot more of him to, to see if uh, uh, what he's like in, you know, in a physical battle with a, with a big striker. But um, again, another positive. 20-year-old. I went and checked on the roster uh, yesterday after the game, 20 years old. So, uh, yeah, don't know if I'm on the train. Sorry again, Tommy, but um, one to watch, for sure, one to watch. Well, that's it, and we, we know the likes of Panzo has been, been mentioned as well. I, I'm probably with you, actually, when it comes down to it. I think we'll, I think we'll go back into the market. Uh, may, maybe some of that, as you say, will be driven if we move a defender out, you know, in, in Davies. I, I think you're right. I think a lot of people have turned on Davies. And I, I still think he's a reasonably good defender, actually. I think he's a bit hesitant. And there was some of that yesterday, actually, where you yeah. think just just go into somebody. Um, but he's he's definitely you know decent on the on the ball as well. Ultimately, as you say, it's no bad thing to have up and coming players from the academy pushing their way into the first team, even if they're just roundabout. Um, you know, and you've got you know people like Bailey Rice coming off the bench as well, who I thought looked a little bit nervous at the start. But then, you know, quickly got yeah. on board with the with the game as well. There was a lovely moment where he was kind of pinned just outside our box uh, on the far away, kind of on the left-hand side and played it in, you know, kind of turned away from a player, maybe two players, played it really neatly and then started a move off. And I thought, oh, that's a boy who's willing to just, you know, stick with his talent and not just get flustered and play it out. It's yeah. nice to welcome welcome Scott back as well. We were discussing whether we were going to free transfer you out at one oh, point. Man. But honestly, it's 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 hard. Hard. just do it. Just, <laughs> just do it. From goodness you're, like, you're like the fashion Sakala dilemma. You'd, you'd be good, good as a squad member. Oh man, don't even go there. So listen, um, Yufeko, um, I assume that's who you were speaking about. Um, I do think he's given Michael Beale, um probably something he never expected over the summer, and that was a young centre-half coming through coming through the ranks to, to maybe be involved in the squad and and potentially be someone who um, who they could use this season if needs be. And I know, and listen, I appreciate we've got guys like Leon King, but um, 
his injury, um, everyone sort of knows about. I think Balogun was probably bought in thinking that he was going to be out for longer than what he actually is. Um, and I think Ufeko is probably going to save us a bit of cash this summer, to be perfectly honest with you, Craig. He's someone who um, I think has looked really, really steady in both games, particularly yesterday. I was really impressed with him. I thought he looked really good. Yeah. Um, I don't think, and if you have spoke about Bailey Rice when I was off there, um, I apologise, but he was also someone who I think looks a really, really exciting prospect for us moving forward. I think it speaks volumes to what Michael Beale brings to us as a manager. We've been crying out. You can see Barry Ferguson on your wall behind you. We've not produced enough in our academy, and that's just a fact. Um, Michael Beale comes from a youth coach, development coach background. So that's quite refreshing. And I think it speaks volumes to the fact that these boys can come in, play a first team game and have the confidence and their ability. And, and that, to me, is a direct reflection of how the manager treats uh, his players and the confidence that he instills in them. Um, when you were off here, I did say I'd, I'd like to go back to the transfer market for another defender. I, I, uh, with, with Davies, I'm still still juries out for Davies and me. And uh, if we can get money for him, if if he was to be offloaded, then maybe we could spend money on a replacement. But I think we've only really got one leader in there, and that's Connor Goldson. Not sure Suter's a leader. Not sure Davies is a leader. Yufeko um, looks great, but you know you're going to feed him. Uh, to the Wolves in the Champions League, like we had to do with poor Leon King, he's gonna he's gonna be nourished into the team, I would think. So for me, you're looking at starting eleven. I'm not sure at, right now. For me, it's Suter and Goldson are the pairing. Uh, um, I, I would like to be in the market for a left-sided, established central defender, but that's that's just my opinion. Tommy, you probably spoke about this when I was off here. Did did you get the impression from Beal and I? I I've seen the quotes attributed to him, um, and I, I listen. I, I think we all agree that Michael Beale is quite clever when he speaks to the press. He's clever at giving them small tidbits back and forward. Did you get the impression he was genuine that that Yefeko could become a first team squad this pl- the player for this season, as opposed to going and bringing in someone? Do you, do you think he's of the opinion that he I mean they could use him if they needed to use him? Would he use him if he needed to use him? Indeed. I'm not telling you. You can watch the published version of uh, <laughs> the Cybrox pod on YouTube, uh, like everybody else. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, listen, it's a really good question, actually. Right, the manager doesn't lose anything there. Yeah. To say, by the, take the opportunity to say, oh, he's given me, a, he's given me something to think about. Right, because Feco goes away, cloud nine. The manager believes in me. He's given me a bit of a chance. I work harder. You know. I really put the effort and I might have a pathway here. Other players in the academy, other players that are trying to sign for the academy are hearing that as well, going, oh, right, okay, this, this club and this manager actually means it. It's a complete win-win because if he ends up going out and buying somebody, it's, right, we just wanted to go with the, you know, a bit more of an established player. John Lee will still be round about the squad. He'll make it the odd run out, but he's definitely one for the future. I'm definitely keeping an eye on him. It's a total win-win, right? Do I think he was being disingenuous? Absolutely not. But I think Michael Beale's been round long enough to be cute enough to be able to understand what he's doing there, which is I can big up a young player, I can give a positive spin to that, and I've kept my options open. 
because that's all he's done. He's kept his options open when most people might have said, no, you know, we're going to definitely go into the market because we've got a long season ahead of us. All he's done is uh, it's good man management for not only Ifeco, but the wider squad and the kind of positivity around about some of the academy stuff at the moment. Uh, it's quite it's quite cute. It's good good management. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. As, as I say, I'm a big fan of them both. I, I think Bailey Rice, um, I, I just think he looks like an incredible talent for such a young guy um, and for him to, to, to sort of play around the pitch as, as what he's done the last two games. I, I think he's someone we should really, really be excited about. Something else that I think should be um, exciting us from what we've seen yesterday was the return of Tom Lawrence Craig. Um, quite obviously not up to a, a fitness standard that, that I think he would probably like in the first instance, but I think it was a really nice touch for Michael Beale to give him 10 minutes, a run around if you like, um, because there's no doubt a fit Tom Lawrence is, is someone who is absolutely in and around that starting 11 and, and bench positions. Uh, week in, week out for me. Tommy talked about that balance that needs to be achieved and who, who we keep and who we bring in. We banked on Lawrence last season and then we lost him and we, we just we never really replaced him. Um, I think he's uh, one of our strongest midfielders when fit and able. Great to see him back. You're always, jury's always out. You always have that uncertainty as a fan saying when a player's been out that length of time what kind of version are we getting back you know um same question for Hadji, right can he refine that form that he showed uh so but 10 minutes kind of indicator of where he is fitness wise um he's part of the pre-season squad which is great going into the season it'll be interesting to see how quickly he comes up to speed but you know if he can find his form again he'll be a great uh, player for us. Hopefully that's his injury problems behind. Um, hopefully we can say that for a few of our players, Kamar Roof included, but yeah. aye, nice to see uh, him coming on and to your point about Bailey Rice for unbelievable uh, composure for such a young boy, just came on and didn't look phased at all did he? Um, against a German opposition who are quite handy Bags of confidence. Um, sixteen years old. Oh, man, I was an idiot at sixteen years old. So <laughs> to, to show that level of maturity is just fantastic to see. So he's definitely one to watch. Very happy to see that. Tommy, just as we as we end, sort of things we've got we well yet to go five minutes or so. Um, spoke earlier on the pod about how this preseason is is a really exciting one for for particularly bodies coming in. Um, Michael Beale said at the end of last season that the season to follow with Rangers would be barely recognisable, almost. Um, he's kept his word. I think his management in the squad pre-season and so far in the pre-season games has been really good. Craig refers to Roof. I've, I've spoke about Tom Lawrence there as well. Um, he's managing a huge pool of guys just now, all equally desperate to play for a variety of, of, of different reasons. Um, it's a real testament to how well things have went this pre-season for Michael Beale, I think. The fact that he can afford to give Tom Lawrence maybe 10 minutes cleverly with the, the, the sort of support, sort of egging him on when he comes on the pitch. And all that stuff is really good for the morale for the player. And I think for the squad generally, um, it's just that there's a different feel, I think, to this pre-season than what there has been previously. 
Yeah, before that, I just want to say I'm, I'm just looking at the comments of people like Caroline and uh, Rangers Loyalist uh, and, and Aldo, etc. I've got a strong suspicion you were all reprobates at 16. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, do you know I'm fairly certain about it at this point in time. So anybody who says they were nice and all that type of stuff in those comments, I don't believe it for a second, right? So <laughs> do not believe it for a second. To your point, well, yeah, the club fairly, fairly well trailed this as well. Transformation on and off the pitch, you know, the likes of Stuart Robertson stepping aside, changes at the board level, James Bisgrove, new commercial director, Karim Varani to come in uh, in, in August as well, changes in the women's side, changes at the academy side, you know, Joe Potter, for example, becoming the new the new women's manager, and that, that's quite exciting in and of itself as well, you know, ex-Lioness. And then we've got the men's first team, which was revamped, you know, and I think maybe a, a good thing for the fans is getting Cantwell and Raskin and wasn't right man, magic we've managed to get the two headline acts in at, towards the end of last season and that's it we can then pad it out with other people that was just the beginning the tap getting turned on so now it's about making those and we spoke about this before making big calls right we're not going to we're going to let Orion Kent and Alfredo Morelos and all that you know lead the club it's the right time for everybody involved right best of luck with your careers then we're going to go after a, a level up of quality and we're going to do our business re- relatively quietly and we're going to do it fast, which is always one of the things you want to see. And we're going to go further than I think most people expected in terms of the checkbook. And that's before we factor in Danilo and Sifuentes, etc. And we're going to keep that positivity going through because it builds momentum. Now, ultimately, that has to translate into results at the start of the season. Right, this is now Michael Beale's team, and it's his squad, and it's going to play his way. And we've got rid of some of the players who'd let us down previously, or some others in there, but they're not all bad players. No. But transformation is is the word, and we have seen an absolute redraw of not only the personnel in that starting eleven, but the way that we can play, the way that we will play, and then some of that tactical flexibility, driven by a board that believes in the manager, and that has been changed with its own personnel to focus in on that and some of the commercial aspects and then do more engagement with fans as well. We've seen, we've seen that. So it's positive and it's positive up to the point of now we need to see results when we start to get into the competitive games, because that's what it all comes down to. I don't really think board could have done much more in terms of backing Michael Beal though. I mean, I think they've, I would, I would reckon I'd be surprised if there's people in the comments and please do put your hands up, so to speak. If there's people there saying that we haven't, that the board haven't went far enough, or they've, you know, they've not backed the manager. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. Cubby's right. There's there's two players I think outstanding in the jigsaw. Um, I personally think Craig that these two are the two that um everyone widely expects. Hopefully within the next five days or so, Daniel and Sifuentes. I think if we bring in those two, and um, we're in a really good place. Um, for the season and as Tommy right as, as Tommy says um, the board have backed the manager this summer he's been given everything he could possibly need to to bring some silverware back to our place this season yeah I, I can't disagree um, the only gripe that I may have and it's not really a gripe um, is it'd be nice to hear from the, the, the new chairman um, I'd like to have a sit down with him and just Give us a you know a kind of a miniature glimpse of 
uh, the board long-term plan vision. Um, Bizgirl's been the vocal one. He looks fantastic, speaks very well. I think uh, just got his place on the board. Um, the SPFL, that's going to be a good one for us. Absolute necessary step uh, in our journey. But I'd it'd be nice to hear from the from Mr. Bennett at some point. Um, but I like the cut of his jib. You know, it's action. Actions speak louder than words. And with the actions and his backing of Beal, it's been unquestioned. Uh, some real overhaul, not just in the playing staff, but at board level as well. So um, it's, it's a real uh, exciting time, I think, to be a Rangers fan. Um, we should look ahead with optimism. Um, so I, I, I like what I see. Again, I think there's three pieces to the jigsaw puzzle. I, I think I'd like to see that defender, personally. Um, Cifuentes, I, you know, obviously I'm here in the States. Um, I may start watching more of the MLS now that Mr. Messi has entered. Um, what a free kick from him the other night, oh, by the way. Unbelievable. Um, but I haven't seen a lot of him. I'm watching um, Tab videos. Aye, that's what it is. That's what it is, Tommy. You know me too well. Um, I haven't seen a lot of Cifuentes. Um, I haven't seen a lot of Danilo, but, I, you know, if clubs like Final Denyx are interested in them, then certainly um, at the right calibre. So excited to see him. Um, Beal did reference in multiple press conferences that that's just the ones that are gaining the traction in the media that there's other players they're speaking to. So who knows? We'll see what happens. Um, there's still a wee while to go in the window. So um, all optimistic in the Hart household here in Texas. Good man. Listen, I think it's going to be a busy week generally um, for Rangers. Look forward to, to seeing what happens next. Craig, thanks for coming on. Always good to see you, my man. Always great, mate. Thanks. It's been been too long. Uh, so thanks for having me on. It's always a always a pleasure. Indeed. And Tommy, always good to have you back on the airwaves, my friend. Well done. Yeah, always good to have a chat. And you know, my thanks always to, to everybody who, who listens and watches. And good for you to take a wee half-time nap. <laughs> throughout the pod there just to just to make sure you could come back to the second half bright and breezy i think i think that really made a difference to you it's something we're going to have to build into the pod in future <laughs> i think ibuprofen's kicking in very <laughs> very very quickly listen on the podcast this week at this ibrox towers craig dennett is back tomorrow night he will give you the exclusive podcast take on the champions league draw which of course happens tomorrow something which we will all very much be looking forward to the gantry pod returns on wednesday kyle and craig are in for olympiacos so if you're looking if you can't make it along to the friendly on wednesday and you want to know exactly what it was like join the guys post-match on wednesday immediately after michael beale does his spiel with the written press and the general fan media guys that will be there on, on Wednesday night. Check them out if you can. Don't forget, if you are looking at us across social media, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're also available on TikTok now for the young team, which is people of Reese's ilk, to be perfectly honest with you, and certainly no one in this call. Don't pretend otherwise. Um, and if you are watching us on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you would like us to see or do differently, which should be a laugh um, but be sure to to put your notifications on and you will get a notification each time we go live join Craig and the squad tomorrow from 9pm brand new time for the Monday warm down join them if you can thanks for watching good night Sports Social Podcast Network